it's 9 a.m. The signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. We have my buddy Bill Kennedy on this morning, who I've known for ever since he became a Southerner, I guess. He, he moved up down from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it's the best move you ever made, Bill. It I've was. got to say that. It was. And you true. even agree with it. I do. I, I 100%. But I, I'm surprised you still call me a Southerner. You know, most most time you say, oh, you're still a damn Yankee. So. <laughs> nah, I never said that. I didn't use that four-letter word that we're not supposed to say on the radio. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, have, you are a special guy. You came down here to play at MTSU mm-hmm. football, and you were uh, a uh, top wrestler and a top uh, football player in Pennsylvania at the time. Why in the world did you choose MTSU? I, I, I know that you're moving down here into heaven. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Get away from the, the northern uh, atmosphere. Uh, but uh, what was it? Well, that's a great story because um, Coach Bunio, Coach Ed Bunio, uh, was originally from Pennsylvania, and he was the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And he actually went to the high school that I went to, and I was the only football player he ever recruited from his old high school. So wow. that, that was a huge honor for me. Yeah. But I had several scholarship offers from different places, but I came down to MTSU, um, and I walked into the weight room, and there were 75 guys working out hard i mean just yeah. hitting it. i'm like man this is a really nice really nice facility these guys are working hard and old doc crease oh i loved him he stopped the entire workout of everybody mm-hmm. and said hey this is bill kennedy and he's thinking about coming to mtsu and i want you to make him feel at home and <laughs> 75 guys walked up shook my hand and said we sure hope you come here I was like, oh, there's no place on earth I'd rather come. <laughs> that sold me right there. So that was, you know, because that was nothing I've ever experienced before. Yeah. And that was uh, that was huge. So Doc Crease and Coach Bunio and, and, of course, meeting Coach Donnelly for the first time, that was interesting in itself. <laughs> now, every one of the players probably told you their names, where they came from, mm-hmm. and all those things. See, they did that for me when I was I, when I was still at the sheriff's office. I know. I remember it. And, and I said, oh, man, what a great bunch. And people don't understand, Doc Crease, he was the perfect salesperson oh, to get yeah. people to this university. Well, I wish he was still here. Oh, I do too. I, he was phenomenal. I, you know, not, and not only was he a great salesperson, but, you know, just – if you had, if you were talking to him, he didn't pay attention to anybody. Coach Donnelly would be walking up, and he'd still talk to you until you were done talking to him. And yeah. So, I mean, he paid attention to you. So, remarkable guy. Uh, he big influence. Of course, all these coaches were big influences on yeah. my life, and you know, and that's why I love coaching so much as well. But uh, that made a big difference coming to MTSU. Yeah, and you still are a part of MTSU. Oh, I love it. that's the way it should be. Yeah, and for the first time, I've been able to buy season tickets to the football game, you know, because through my work, I've been working weekends for the last 10 years, and so now now I'm retired. I'm enjoying going to these games and getting to see some of the old folks that um, were around um, the program. And uh, like this weekend, I got to see Tim Tackett, and I got to see – uh, and his wife and his family, yeah. and then I got to see uh, Kenny Nolan, the old principal over there at Oakland. See, oh him. yeah, got to see him and his wife Dodie, and got to see uh, the Campbells, Tommy and uh, Mildred, and their son Brent. He was over there, so that you know, getting to see those old those old uh, people that kind of 
were in my life at that time. That's so much fun. So that that's a, one of the big reasons uh, I love going back to MTSU. Well, you're in the child care business. You, you're out of law enforcement now after yep. 30 years yep. in you, law Jesus. enforcement. <laughs> you, you were here for a long time with us at the sheriff's office, and then um, later on uh, you were with the Lebanon PD. And uh, 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 we were talking about how you were uh, supporting, of course, the local uh, <laughs> uh, team, uh, which was Riverdale. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lebanon brought in a really good high school team. Uh, I was really surprised because for the last decade or longer, Lebanon has not had a good program or winning program. And yeah. Then, and then oh, I was watching the Riverdale uh, Oakland game or Riverdale Lebanon game on television. So I had to contact all my friends up in Lebanon and just mm -hmm. tell them we're about to kick your rear. <laughs> and lo and behold, Lebanon brought it to us and took it to Riverdale. So I don't think Riverdale brought their real game to that. One. They, uh, they, they, they didn't live up to the, the hype, I guess, because yeah. they just, uh, they, they, I don't know, but Lebanon brought it. They, they had that, Man, they got, they got that quarterback that is amazing. Played man. a good game. Yes, yes, he did. He did. He played an amazing game. So, But now <laughs> Lebanon has to play Oakland. Oakland. That's right. That, now you got to go through the big boys. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's when it gets real serious when you yeah. have to play Oakland. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, they were one of the top-rated teams in the country. And – if you can beat Oakland, you uh, you are very fortunate. Oh, because they have, they have Kevin Creasy's done a great job with oh, them. Oh yeah, he's an amazing coach. Yeah, and, you know they have such a history over there. When I, you know, I was when I was at SRO over there, I was fortunate enough to be able to coach a little. You were bit. the first SRO at Oakland. Yep. And during that first group. Yep. And Kenny Nolan and I, and Kenny was the assistant principal, they, but he's, they still let him coach, and he he let me uh, help him coach the freshmen over there and that was so much fun i really enjoyed that and so but you're right coach greasy is an amazing coach um yeah you know, i suspect he probably will win it again this year uh if the trail goes through maryville you have to play 11 men on offense 11 men on defense and a few stripes while you're at it. <laughs> Maryville is a tough place to get through. Oh, it, yeah. it really is. It's amazing. But you love coaching. You love, um, you love contact sports, or football, and you love wrestling. Um, what is it that draws you to be a coach? Especially, you you go all the way from the youngest kids who probably what five six years old mm -hmm. on up what is it that draws you to that to be able to get people to reach out with um everything that they've got to be successful yeah and every every single athlete's different and truly you got to motivate the athlete you can't yeah. have a generic program where you know one size fits all and yeah. you got to you you know some some athletes and some some kids we'll say kids um, they are motivated in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, one one child is motivated much different than another child, and so you know I love the way coaches coached me and brought me through life. And I just honestly, coaching gives back. Yeah. And uh, you know that's why I love uh, to be able to give back to the to community that way. You know, that's one way I'm able to do that. And so I love doing that. It it puts kids in the right direction, doesn't it? Does. It? it sure does. Because th I've I've seen you coach and and uh, and I've seen the success for each one of your teams during that period. Um, had you rather be a coach in wrestling or in football? Because they're very similar in some ways. Yeah, um, I, I like football. I like football a lot. Yeah, I love wrestling. Yeah. I absolutely love wrestling. In football, you got 11 people that you're counting on to do the right thing all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if somebody misses up, then, you know, you can always blame somebody else for your failures. Yeah. Well, in wrestling, you can't do that. It's one person, man or woman, young lady or young man, mm -hmm. goes out on the mat, and you it's you against somebody else. And if you win, it's because you won. 
If yeah. you lose, it's because you lost. And so I really love the individuality of wrestling. So uh, I love foot. I love football. It you know got me a full scholarship, got me through college, and uh, it, it it paid my way. You know, being able to do that that was wonderful. But wrestling is where my heart's at. Well, it, it's kind of an emotional sport, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And I told my parents last night that too. I said, "Don't, don't. It, you're going to have some kids that are going to cry." So, you know. well, I have seen some of your kids cry. Yeah, yeah you have. Poor little Sean, bless his heart. <laughs> I think it was one of the very first uh, practices that you you guys had, and I was sitting over there pretty close to all of them. And then I looked over there, and poor little Sean, that's uh, Bill's son, uh, was crying. Mm -hmm. And I had to get over there closer to see why he yeah. was crying. Yeah. And Daddy was <laughs> driving me on, no matter oh, what was going on. No, no, no. Bless his heart. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Yo, it's not. <laughs> What was happening? Yes, was I was coaching. Yes, and I was hollering moves. Yes, and he thought I was yelling at him, <laughs> and so yeah, I was kind of kind of looked that way to me. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I was really hoping he'd come on the radio this morning, but he's. he's I wanted Sean to come on the radio this he's, morning. He's shy. He I is know. a good yeah. young man, though. Yeah. He really is. He's he real is. solid and. Uh, Coaches can make people be something really better than they are, uh, not just in the sport that you're coaching, but also in life itself. Oh, I agree. People don't really understand well, how that uh, is structured oh. if they've never been there. Oh, I agree 100%. And I, and I would encourage all parents to get, get their children into some kind of organized sport, you know, uh, whether it's archery or – or wrestling or football or basketball or baseball or jujitsu or any anything where there's uh, some competition. competition where they can succeed and fail yeah you know they you know kids need to learn how to fail and yeah. a lot of times they don't especially in some of these new generations that these millennials and they've never failed and all of a sudden they get into to the real world and real life and it's like oh i failed at something i've never done yeah. that before and so I, that's another good reason for athletics and sports is that you, you learn a lot of life lessons through through athletics yeah um tell me about the group that you have right now and um how what what league or how are you uh com what are you competing in right now yeah so um you know it was truly a godsend because i hadn't coached wrestling in, in a decade um uh, and we built our, our new house out there uh, specifically to be near Plainview Elementary School. It's beautiful uh, out there where you it are. It is. Just a beautiful area. Christiana is a beautiful area in Rutherford County. And so we, we built our house out there, and then they built that school. And lo and behold, my good friend, Dr. Gagne, who was the wrestling coach at Smyrna High School for many a decades and did an amazing job out there, he's the new principal out there at uh, Plainview Elementary School. Hmm. And he and I were friends on Facebook. What street is that on? I mean, road, I'm sorry. It's off a of sledge. Okay. Like, like yeah, you, know that area. Yeah, if you come off of the interstate and you go down Miller's, like uh -huh. past that uh, truck stop, turn right on sledge, and the school's right there on your left. And so. That used to be just uh, like going to somewhere where there's nothing else there yeah, at one time. It's really starting to I develop. remember patrolling in that area. Mm -hmm. It's really starting to develop out there. And, yeah. Um, My old buddy, Charlie Potts, lived out there. He was yeah, a long-time yeah. uh, deputy at one time. Mm -hmm. And Charlie uh, Thomas lives out there. He's, yeah. He's, he's my neighbor. In fact, uh, I, I bought my land from him. Gosh, he retired with us yeah. at the sheriff's office. He sure did. And great deputy. Great deputy. Great yeah. man. I, I love being his neighbor. He comes over and talks to me every once in a while. Uh, yeah, he and his wife. So. Do you fix coffee for him? No, he's never come over for coffee. I've I've invited him over for other stuff, but he's not come over for that. As well. Bless his heart. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we're over there at Plainview Elementary School with Dr. Gagne, and he has set us up into a an amazing situation. And last night was our uh, first practice, and I figured we'd have five or six kids show up. We had twenty. 
Wow. Yeah, first practice, 20 kids, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And these, these were awesome parents and awesome kids. And and Sean did an amazing job helping me coach. And it was funny, we had another young man who, who walked up with his son and said, you don't remember me. I said, I said you look real familiar, but you're a lot older now than when I coached you. Or, yeah. And it was Trent Gay, who was an outstanding yeah. wrestler at Riverdale. Mm-hmm. He came up with his son, and he actually started helping a little bit because um, – as much as I'd like to think I'm young, I'm not as young as I used to be, so I can't get on the mat like I used to. And so Sean and Trent showed a lot of moves to the kids last night. And so that was really exciting. And, in fact, on the way to the show this morning, I had two wrestlers, two ex-wrestlers, see my wife's uh, post mm-hmm. on Facebook about our practice last night, and they called and said, can I please come out and help you? And I was oh, like, wow. Oh. I was like, absolutely. I said, well, we got 20 kids. We'll probably get up to probably 30 or 40 by the time uh, the season really gets flowing. And I said, I could use as many eyes as I can get. So, yeah. So, so hopefully hopefully it's all going to go well. And it's an AAU organization. you know. Uh, That's and, big time. Yeah, it is. A- AAU is an amazing organization. We've been with them um, since 1998. And uh, Daryl Lauderdale out of, uh, out of uh, Sevierville is the organization who runs the organization. Uh, here in Tennessee, he has done a, a phenomenal job with AAU. Uh, our first, our first state championship in 1998 had 150 kids involved. Mm. Now the state championship in Tennessee has 3,500 kids involved. That's <laughs> so, amazing. And that's and that's not all the kids in wrestling. That's just the kids who make it to the state championship. And so you can see that how how much it has grown in the state. So that's exciting. It's so great for the young kids. And uh, how would someone get in contact with you? Uh, Because, I mean, it's something that you put in the young people's lives that's really a positive situation. And uh, it's good for the whole family because you you can be there and and, uh, just enjoy the competition. And um, it's it's unlike anything else you'll ever see. Because so I really enjoyed it when I, I you know, I, I was really unfamiliar with it, ex- except for the old, you know, the old mm. professional wrestlers and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. But when you see the young people, it takes it to a, a new level. Oh, yeah. It's so funny because I was watching some of the parents' faces, and they were moving and cringing. And yeah. They, you know, they were actually, like, they were on the mat with their own kids just trying to figure out how to how to beat the, their opponent. <laughs> so that's what I love about it is it, it does become a family uh, participa- participation sport. Yeah. Um, if you go to some of these tournaments, you'll hear these mamas up in the stands just yelling and screaming for their children. And it's, it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But um, there is there is several programs throughout the county. You know, Oakland and Siegel and Blackman and Rockville all have youth programs as well. Yeah. And we're you know we're out in Christiana, so I would suggest if you're in those areas that you reach out to the local high school and find out what youth program is near your near your high school. Yeah. But if you're in the Christiana area, we would love to have you. And of course, my name's Bill Kennedy, and you can either email me or call me my my uh, email address is my old email when i was still an sro it's sro kennedy yeah at yahoo.com and you can email me or or you can give me a call at 615-569-1084 and i'd be happy to give you all the information you need for uh that's your amber alert <laughs> all the information you need to to come on out and start uh start with our program yeah so uh, you're not in the recruiting stage right now where you're taking all of these young kids from the other schools over <laughs> to eh, – to be perfectly honest with you, eh, where Plainview is, it, it's away from everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. But it's a great uh, place and a great school to oh, go to. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, Trim, it's funny because the uh, the the – clientele that we're getting or christiana country boys and, and there was a, a yeah there was a young lady that was there as well but we're getting these and i love these young country boys because yeah. they you know they have a grit about them and yeah. that's that's the difference you know you got to have grit and i love their grit and at the first practice was amazing and a lot of fun but you're right 
but you said recruiting. It's funny you say that. <laughs> it's because uh, eventually there's going to be a day where you know we're up and running and doing well that you know people from around the county might want to rather come to my program than somebody else's or go to somebody else's program rather than mine. But you know AAU doesn't specify on where you have to go. Like there's no there's no boundaries or lines like yeah. AA. And so yeah, if, if you wanted to find a better coach, you certainly can. The it's the season itself, if there is such a thing as the season, uh, how long is the full AAU season? Because I know that you you say you're coming up, which usually wrestling does start in close to the where the weather is bad and you've got indoor activities and That's things right. like that. How long will it last? So we got a little bit of a late start in because we had to petition the school board to allow us to use the facility so we mm -hmm. had to wait for that permission and so we got permission and uh our first tournament is actually this sunday and it's a beginner's tournament mm -hmm. and that's another thing i love about aau is they they not only do they have huge competitions with great athletes and wrestlers but they also have a beginner's program where hey there's all kind of just kids who are just starting out first second year wrestlers who can come to these these um these tournaments and have success mm -hmm. and you're not you're not getting beat up by kids who've been doing this for several years and so yeah. so that's a really good opportunity and, and foundation for wrestling i'm so glad AAU does that but the season like i said the first very the very first tournament is this coming sunday and then after that the next one tournament is december the 5th and it runs all the way through March the 5th. March yeah. the 5th is the state championship, and that's in Lebanon. And like I said, it'll be 3,600 kids there. It's huge. And what a great, what a great opportunity. I, I'm, I'm excited just thinking about it. Now, the venue for the wrestling with your program is at Plainview. It's at Plainview, yes. Yeah. Is that kind of like in a, the basketball gymnasium, or how do you work that out? Well, uh, Dr. Gagne, um, at first was trying to suggest that we that we kind of worked around the schedule of basketball and archery and uh, and the after school facilities and that just wasn't going to work because it, you know like i said first died out we had 20 kids and there's just yeah. no way you're going to be able to fit those that kind of that's kind of situation but he found us a playroom um they, they call it a playroom a room where the kids get to go play i guess if the, if the outside is uh, uh the weather's bad yeah and we get to, he, He's allowing us to use that room, and it also has a closet in it that we're allowed to store our mats. And so it is the absolute best situation. It's it's literally one minute, one mile from my house, and it's and it's, it has a room, has enough room for, I'm going to guess between 30, 40, maybe up to 50 kids eventually. Yeah. And, and the parents can sit and watch the the program. So, I, you know, we it's the best situation for us, and I'm so excited. It, it truly is a godsend. So I'm excited. I wish your dad was still with us. <laughs> oh, I do too. Because he would absolutely love where you are, way out in the country, yeah. away from everything. And uh, um, and you got a daycare center mm -hmm. at your home, and then uh, you have other daycare centers. And a lot of that still st stems from the relationship that you've had with kids, mm -hmm. and you still want to do things for the kids uh, you know your daddy would just uh, he would love what's going on with all that right now oh yeah I, it, it, it's amazing you say that because we were, we were just talking about my dad the other day and that mm -hmm. uh you know he one of his regrets was not moving down here with us yeah and uh and i and that would have been amazing my sister's going to come visit us visit us for thanksgiving next week and I'm gonna, again i'm going to try to convince her to come and stay yeah. down here, stay down here in god's country but uh, it's hard to leave someplace you've, you've lived your entire life and don't know anything else and so uh, it's a leap of faith and my dad would have had an amazing time watching my boys uh wrestle and play football and baseball and yeah. and uh, you know and he was excited when he did come and visit me and we would go to wrestling practice and he'd sit there and watch and he, uh -huh. yeah he would have had an amazing time down here is your sister working on her language right now before she <laughs> comes down here? That's so funny you say that because we were my, my wife Melissa and I were talking about that the other day. Is that we're actually going to take her down to Alabama for where, oh gosh where my wife is from and it's uh, uh, it's in near Columbus, Georgia, but it's called Phoenix City 
Alabama. I know Phoenix <laughs> City. That was the one place that we were told to stay out of and never go there when I was in the service. Yeah. And and you know they did make a movie of that yeah. one time. That's right. And That's right. and they showed all the corruption and everything that was are are you really going to Phoenix City? We've been there many a time. That's where my wife is from, and and her mom. Oh, I've got to have her on the radio. Oh one yeah, day. I you would love you. <laughs> yeah, I tried to invite you over one time when she was there, and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But anyway, she uh, she would tell stories about mm-hmm. that time, and it's amazing stories. But you're absolutely right. You, there was a lot of corruption down there at that time, and uh, she would tell us so many stories about that the that the. the they would not let the servicemen over to over there. Um, yeah, they, we were banned from going there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't realize that she was from Phoenix City, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so talking the language, my sister is going to go down there and go, what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, now tell me, has is it a better place than it used to be? Because oh, yeah. I have heard it is still pretty rough over there no it's a not it's a beautiful area yeah it's it's a it's a not much different from here um it's a it's a small well it's it's not much different than one of our small communities yeah it, you know because it's outside of columbus georgia so yeah, columbus georgia is huge yeah. and so phoenix city is like a suburb of columbus and so not not much different than than, than here honestly you know this is the first time you've ever told me that well, I'm not, I'm not sure why we didn't bring it up before. I don't know why we didn't either. <laughs> we would have before if I had known all about that because yeah. that was, at one time, it was considered the most corrupt town in the United States. Yeah. And a lot of people in today's world, they don't even remember Phoenix City, Alabama. I never even heard of it until I met my wife. And so it's you, you really need to meet uh, Melissa's mother because you yeah. guys would you guys would have a amazing conversation i would love to listen to it because of all the history yeah involved well i just um I, i'm shocked <laughs> I, I, that's all i can say i'm terribly shocked because uh i mean we were you know all the airborne guys and all you know special forces and all that that were trained not too far from there uh I, I, we'd say, why why can't we go there? You know, we can take care of ourselves. We didn't realize what a, a strange place that was. Yeah. I mean, it it was amazing. Yeah, that's right. Tell me a little bit more about Doc Crease. Okay. Because he uh, he's a fascinating man. Mm-hmm. You take somebody who was basically the strength coach mm-hmm. for for uh, the football team back there, and how. But his motivation factors were even stronger than that. The guys, they would jump through a, a brick wall That's right. for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had such a way of reaching out to everybody. And, of course, he left here and went to uh, 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 well, it's Colorado. Colorado. And then he was over at, what, UCLA? Mm-hmm. I think it, that's, right. That's, right. that's right. I don't really know where he is right now. I've lost touch with him. Yeah, I think he's retired. And, I, and I had, last time I had heard, he had gone back to Colorado. So um, I don't know for I sure. I really thought he'd come back here. Well, you know, he has lots of roots here. And, he, you know, yeah. and, and you know, he's, he's a, a hero here to yeah. a, lot, a lot of us. Yeah. Me me being one he was he was the big draw for you when oh, you came down here there's no doubt he's the he's the sole purpose i came to middle tennessee <laughs> yeah yeah you think about who is the one that brings somebody that's a great ball player everybody wants them alabama georgia uh and then if you've got somebody like doc crease he can make a big difference in your choice, yeah. can he? Oh, yeah. And that's why they pay those recruiters so heavily now. I mean, the recruiters make a lot of money because yeah. they're, they're the lifeblood of successful programs. And, yeah. you know, if you can bring in a four-star or five-star athlete, you have done something. You know, and of course, these four-stars and five-stars want to go to only two or three different programs right now. But, you know, I wish there were more parity amongst other organizations. But it seems like the SEC – gets 
90% of the best players. And so uh, we'll see what What's happens. What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, being from Pennsylvania and loving Pitt, who beat Tennessee I just don't shit. want so many coming into the SEC <laughs> that are going just strictly to Alabama and Georgia. That's yeah. what that's what bothers me. Well, that's what that's that's who's getting it. But you know, Tennessee's got a really good recruiting class this year. Yeah, them and Clemson, and so I, you know, we'll see. We'll see what, what's coming up. And of course, UT's coach is doing phenomenal this year. I think he's doing Hi- a great Hypo, job. He yeah. he. Uh, for listening to the players, they say they just absolutely love mm-hmm. him. They say that he has got such a great rapport with them in everything that they do. I think Tennessee is going to be up there right at the top in the SEC in just a couple of years. And that offense is unbelievable. I was sitting there watching it. And if they can just get the defense to rise up at the same level, that's going to be pretty special. Well, you think about it, uh, UT lost 25 of their best athletes to that porthole. Yeah. And, you know, one of the linebackers is starting for Alabama that used to be on UT's squad. Yeah. I think if you had he's a, those. He's, he's the most unloved person in, <laughs> in Tennessee right now. <laughs> if you think if he, if he had those 25 athletes that left, what what could he have done with those with yeah. that? And yeah. so, you know, success will come with time and with recruiting. And, I suspect, and recruiting here in Tennessee. Yes. We've got some great ball players oh, here in yeah. Tennessee. You watch, and I, like at Lebanon quarterback I watched the other day, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, he's going to go D1 somewhere. And I, I don't know if he signs. If he makes it through the open game. <laughs> <laughs> well, unscathed, yeah. Yeah, unscathed. Right, yeah. yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bill Kennedy. The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adam's Place. We do enjoy the book reviews, and we play cards a lot. Play hand and foot, and I've learned to play bridge since I've been here, and that's been a lot of fun and we play billiards. I would encourage my friends to come to Adams Place because that Adams Place is the premier facility of this type, then it's a good choice. Bell Jewelers has been in business for over 142 years. This is Lisa Halliburton at Bell Jewelers. There's nothing like the sparkle of a Bell Jewelers diamond, and we have a wonderful selection of loose diamonds as well as mounted settings that you can create the ring of your dreams. We have hundreds of mountings to choose from. Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, right across from Toots Restaurant. Rutherford County has been on a mission to restore the historic courthouse to its original splendor. You've seen the updated look on the outside, but did you know a portion of the interior is now a museum? MTSU's Dr. Carol Van West and Rutherford County archivist John Lodel have worked hard to acquire several artifacts native to our community from pre-Civil War to modern day. Join Mayor Bill Ketrin and the Rutherford County Board of Commissioners for a ribbon-cutting ceremony this Sunday, November 21st at 3 p.m. on the courthouse grounds to celebrate the rich history of our community. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Do you love helping others and making a difference? RHA Health Services is hiring a variety of positions in Murfreesboro, from entry-level direct support to experienced nurses, offering competitive pay and benefits, including a daily pay option. If you bring the passion, RHA will provide the training and support to help you succeed. Apply at rhajobs.com or call 615-895-7788 to learn more. Apply now at rhajobs.com. That's rhajobs.com. Del Wamsley here. The first thing you're going to have to learn is until you stop expecting the politicians or anyone else to change your life, your life isn't going to change. The only person who can change your life is you, but you need to know how. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listen to my show, the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
where the hype ends and the help begins. Catch the Dell Walmsley Radio Show Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, here on News Radio WGNS. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Senior Judicial Commissioner Jacob Flatt has announced his candidacy for the Rutherford County Juvenile Court judge. Flatt will run as a Republican candidate in the Republican primary election held on May 3rd. Before accepting his current position, Flatt was engaged in the private practice of law with a focus in the areas of criminal defense and family law. One person is safe after escaping from a house fire Tuesday night in Murfreesboro. Crews responded to a fire around 6.30 at a home on Sunset Avenue. Firefighters were able to contain the blaze and confirmed one person inside the home was able to get out without being injured. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. Well, several years ago, a group of Republicans in Rutherford County voiced a need to allow for partisan school board and city council races in Murfreesboro. At the time, state law barred political races that named a party affiliation in races that involved elected groups like the school board. Well, now Governor Bill Lee has signed a new law that will allow for such partisan races. This came over the objections of those who fear it will further push politics into schools. The change will go into effect next year. This might make a good weekend getaway. Gatlinburg's Fantasy of Lights Christmas Parade will be led by some of the nation's most recognizable horses. The Budweiser Clydesdale team will lead the parade that's set for the evening of Friday, December 3rd. The team includes eight horses pulling a red, white, and gold beer wagon with two traditionally dressed drivers and a Dalmatian coach dog. Country music star Kanan Smith will also be part of the parade. When news breaks, we tweet it. Follow us at WGNS Radio. Or log on to WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. This is Susan of Turtleware Pottery inviting you to our 28th Art Studio Tour here in Murfreesboro. We have seven studios and 22 artists sharing their crafts. For more information, visit our website, artstudiotour.org. Mark your calendar November 20th and 21st. See you there. One-of-a-kind gifts available at the Art Studio Tour, November 20th and 21st. A map showing all studios is at artstudiotour.org. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But this stuff is going fast and these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes and French's has them back in stock. Check out the latest styles for men, women, and kids. Hurry and get to French's here in the borough while the getting is good. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon. We'll see high in the mid-70s. Southwest winds are on 10 to 15 miles per hour. At times, gusting as high as 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 60. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Bill Kennedy. Uh, Bill, you completely changed the complex of uh, SROs as far as across the country. And, uh, being uh, one of the first SROs, you learned so much uh, being there at Oakland. And, of course, uh, the principal there told me that you just completely changed not only the school but his life, too, because you took away a lot of responsibilities that would normally be with the principals and mm -hmm. the people that were over it. 
and they fell in your lap and it seemed like it was an overnight change when you started having relationships with the kids and the respect that you had and uh, I know that there's you run into people uh, almost every day that remember you when you were in school and the impact that you had on their education oh yeah again I always say it's the most rewarding I, I call it a job but it really wasn't a job it was a godsend for me and yeah. a calling that uh, I was able to and have the opportunity to become a school resource officer loved it loved every second of it but you're right it's it's that impact you make with those young people that makes a difference and I, the great the greatest part of it now is that they'll come, <laughs> I'll be somewhere in Rutherford County or even outside of Rutherford County and they'll say oh there's officer Kennedy and they'll come yeah. up and, and we'll talk and most of the time I'll remember him and sometimes I won't because the ones I remember the most are the ones who actually got in trouble. So, uh, but they'll they'll come up and talk to me, and and uh, and that that was. And you're right. We changed the atmosphere in the schools, and it took a lot of responsibilities away from the administration and the teachers who had to had to deal with all those problems that uh, that they were having to deal with with the with the delinquencies and uh, the things that they had to had to deal with and. It was re it was so rewarding to be able to take that off of their plate. Yeah, I was so proud of you and the other SROs, and uh, it, you had such a national impact, which was rare, yeah. because uh, there were other SRO states. Uh, we were the first here, but there were other states that did have SROs, and and what you guys were teaching hours and then showing them how it was uh, the kids were responding to our particular program here uh, it, it just blew the lights out I mean uh, you guys were uh, elected the number one SRO program and much of it was because of you and how you led them in that area of course you were ahead for a number of years and you kept finding ways to change the program to make it even more valuable to each school. And uh, what was it that you had? Of course, I let each uh, department pretty much run itself with the best leaders that were possible for each one of those sections. And you were uh, the best that I can ever remember, and you were able to reach out to other departments across the country and make it start changing to the the way that you were teaching. And uh, you pretty much uh, made each one of those departments uh, so much more special and uh, more responsible to what the kids really needed and uh and i was i was extremely proud of you well and i'll always say this to me it always started at the top you allowed us to to flourish um, a lot of leaders won't let them let their people flourish like that and you surrounded yourself with really talented individuals and thus that's what we did we went out and sought the most talented individuals you know we had you know bill west and um, Dan France and uh, Barry Hendrickson and uh, you know I could just go down the list uh, uh, Mr. Peach um, uh, we could just there there were so many people who made such an impact on young people's lives yeah. and that's the whole goal that was the entire goal of the program is to make an impact on young people's lives and what we what we allowed them to do is find out what their passion was mm -hmm. my passion was wrestling and so you allowed us to have an amazing wrestling program that was that was so successful we had 200 kids involved in that and that was an amazing opportunity for us yeah. and we, we were the first ones in the in the county to start archery and that that came from the sro program um, yeah. skeet shooting we started skeet shooting with uh Michoto out there at blackman he he had to he started that program out there at big springs and so whatever the talent that the sro or or that uh, that officer had we we tapped into it and 
you know, we didn't force an SRO to say, oh, well, you have to do this program. Well, that just didn't work because they didn't have any passion for it and they didn't care about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, each SRO has a specific talent, just like we were talking earlier about each individual child has a specific way of, uh, of uh, going about their their personalities. Well, mm -hmm. we tapped into their talent and we said, okay, what would you like to do at your particular school to impact kids? Yeah. You know, you know, like uh, Greg King with special needs kids in the rodeo. Um, just so many opportunities to reach out to different different kids and that's yeah. that's why we were so successful and we, you're right we were able to take that nationwide uh, Bill West and uh, Carrie, Carrie Nelson they, you know they were really big into the National Association of School Resource Officers and uh, uh, we were able to travel throughout the nation and, and make a difference in other agencies lives and other children's lives so and you have to have the respect of no matter what type of kids you've got. You know, it, it, the ones that really started changing were the kids who were bullies mm -hmm. and, and those type that yeah. uh, had an impact on the other kids. And then once we went in with strength uh, and uh, the ability to relate to kids, it made a very, very large difference. But back then, let's see, how long has it been? 25 years ago since we started something like that? It was 93 when we started. Yeah. So, so almost 30 years. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't seem that long. Yeah. But schools are changing now, Bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not allowing, and this comes from Washington and, and Nashville, uh, they're not allowing the SROs. To, to still do their jobs the way they did when we first started putting you in there. I mean, a lot of the SROs, uh, they're not allowed to touch kids and, and certain kids and things like that. And, and um, I've always said that a kid's abilities start at home mm -hmm. from what the parents teach them. And we're not seeing a lot of that. In fact, the, 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 the parents uh, not all of them, of course, but the parents seem to be more involved with protecting their kids from mm -hmm. the the responsibilities of the, the people in the schools. Yeah, that's right. A and uh, it, it, it's it's pretty much backlashed all the way across the country. And I'm not too sure that our SROs could be as effective in today's world as we were when you guys went into the school system. Yeah, there's no doubt the society's changing. It's changing every day. But that pendulum will eventually come back. Well, let's hope so. Because they'll see that, uh, you know, what's happening now is not working, and it's obviously not working. And so that pendulum will eventually come back. Um, it, it usually always goes back and forth. So I, I suspect somewhere in the very near future that, um, you know, laws will, will be changed and people will, be, will realize that, young people need to have consequences in their lives yeah. and if it, you know we, we went in there we were the bully busters we we went in there and said you're not going to bully nobody and yeah. that's and that was the that was the law and he says he said and if a child came to us and said they're being bullied we did everything we can to protect them and that still needs to happen and i suspect it still is but uh that was uh one of the one of the real reasons that we were so successful is that the kids came to trust us yeah. because they knew something was going to happen. You know, a lot of times you would go to a teacher or an administrator who didn't have the authority to to do some of the things that law enforcement has. And so, you know, we had some tools in our tool belt that allowed us to protect kids, and we were able to bust the bullies and yeah. stop and stop a lot of that a lot of that mess. They weren't just bullying the uh, students; they were bullying the teachers that's, also. That's right. We've had a lot of instances. That's one of the reasons the principal called me and and said he's going to stay another year or two, because oh, yeah. things became much safer. And then you wonder about uh, the the uh, teachers. A lot of them are quitting. Mm -hmm. uh, they, of course, they're blaming it on COVID and all that other stuff. But it's the safety of the, s the classroom itself. That's right. Is running a lot of them off. Oh yeah, you know, teachers they go to college for a specific reason, and it's not to not to be confronted and to confront students and parents, yeah. and that's what they're having to deal with. And I don't blame them. You know, 
I'll always say teaching is the toughest profession, bar none. And yeah. you know, they they work so many hours after school. They work so many hours before school. Um, you can't imagine the number of hours that they put in. And uh, not only that, for the educational purposes, but for protecting the 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 plant, protecting the school. Some of the best some of the best uh, partners I ever had was teachers and principals. You know, Kenny Nolan and. Uh, Mark Mark uh, Mark Sotelmachia and uh, Mr. Hill, uh, some of the best backups that I ever had, because we had to protect the school. And uh, we need teachers that we can pronounce their names. <laughs> Sotelmachia. Yeah. We have a caller on the line. <laughs> caller, welcome aboard with Bill Kennedy. Good morning, y'all. Know Good morning, Casey. How y'all doing? Let me tell you, a gentleman I respected years ago. Your top lad that played with Jimi Hendrix. He told us something. I got the uh, pleasure to play with him in Nashville, and one time at a rehearsal, he got on the band, and he told us something I would, I never forgot, you all, because this was a time when they brought in, they had a problem with kids in school, and he told us, it's not the school job to raise kids. I never forgot that, and, and everybody in the band they got quiet because he, one thing you you have to have leaders who don't don't baby kids. They got to know how to raise kids. The law can't really, you know, if the Bible having trouble raising kids, the school sure can't raise them. Hello, somebody. You're right. You're now, right. We got to call. That's why we're in the shape we're in now. But he, I never will forget when he laid his guitar down and got on the band. Uh oh, that band never did play. The same afterwards because they was on time, and they respected the man. What our problem is, welcome to America, world. We sit back, we try to make laws. It never worked. We let we we tell the kids one thing one day, then the next evening, we let them do something else. We are the problem, older people, and our wonderful politicians. <laughs> laws can't raise children. Hello, somebody. No, you're exactly that, right. That's why we got a, a, a country full of people in prison and in jails. They have not worked yet. They're not. They will never work. Yeah. This is Casey Clark reporting, you all. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. We got a problem. Oh, you're exactly it, right. It, mate, I just I just pray to God that the wind don't stop blowing today. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Uh I'm with you, Casey. He he has uh, Casey's really he he's really right on. Oh yeah, I agree. And, and I think that the majority of people in this country believe in that, but the the world seems to be going in a different direction than the way that we feel like that it should be going, and that's that's a terrible situation. Yeah, he's exactly right. You know, society blames the school systems and the school teachers and the administrators for all their woes. Well, it's not their job, duty, or responsibility to raise the children. Now, I will say that they are a huge influence in their lives and a positive influence in their lives. It may be the only, and the only positive influence in their lives. And thus, uh, you know, the, the, the kids call on them to, to, to be that positive influence. But he's right. You know, it's, it, it starts at home. We saw a lot of this coming back when you you were over the uh, SRO program, and I never will forget. Of course, everybody, all of us remember Bubba Howell. Bless yeah. he, he's passed on, and I'm ho I'm hoping he's up there with the angels and and uh, pretty much keeping them everything safe up there. But I remember he would tell me that almost every day kids would come in to his little office there at Rockville, and they would talk to him about things that are going on that were negative influences in their lives. And a lot of it was the parents themselves. And when you think about um, people that um, seemed to really, to be perfectly honest with you, they didn't seem to love their kids or they didn't know how to... Um, uh, maybe educate them in, in the things they needed to, to be doing. And 
it would just blow us away that the things that were happening behind those closed doors in that home yeah. and how the, the, the kids were being led in a very um, destructive uh, direction. It, it was amazing to me. Yeah, the schools are a direct reflection of society. Yeah. Uh, you you look at a schoolhouse and say, oh, well, these everything is wonderful and great inside there, but the kids come from society, and they come from a society where the bad things happen, and yeah. bad things happen in people's homes, and they bring what's happened in their homes into the school system. And so those are the things that we were dealing with at the time, and, and it's only it, – it, <laughs> we hope that it gets better, but, it, you know, society – depending on society and the reflection that um, goes on is what's going to happen in the schools. And yeah. So. Well, let's hope things start changing around yeah. because yeah. the direction we've been going on is is um, not where we need to be. And unfortunately, a lot of it goes through this uh, uh, iPhone and, and all the other things that, that the kids have that it's pretty much – uh, taking up most of their uh, uh, time. And, and you think of all the things that they could be doing that they would that would be in a learning prospect. Uh, it, it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. If, if I had my choice and my druthers, I'd close down every computer and every, <laughs> every telephone. And let's get back to the real world oh, for a change. I, I mean, yeah. I agree with you 100 uh, percent when i was in lebanon the majority of my majority of my calls with kids was that a parent was taking a kid's phone or computer away from them for punishment yeah. and the kids would go absolutely berserk and i truly believe it's like an addiction and they're actually there's some studies out there right now saying that you know instagram and facebook and other social media uh, platforms are a lot like drugs and yeah. to, to, to the young kids' minds. And I, every time that I would go to a, a home where they had taken a phone or a computer or something away, those kids were going absolutely nuts. Yeah. And I, yeah, just like, just like a, that, like you would see somebody on heroin uh, or cocaine, yeah. no different. And you know what, I, 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 I've been doing this 30 years or I, I was a law enforcement officer 30 years and there was no difference between the action and reaction of a kid getting their stuff taken away than a heroin addict and a cocaine addict. And I, I believe it. It's like an addiction. I, I'm with you. Take them away. Parents, do not give your children iPhones or phones until they're you know, 17, 18 years old. So. That would be nice. If, yes. If, they, if we could ban young people, of course, they'll never do it. They won't they'll, do it. They'll say, that's taking away their freedoms or, or, or whatever. But... Uh, in this day and world, I don't. I know I don't belong in this world, and and, uh, and I would hate to be a young child growing up in this mm -hmm. particular world that we've got right now. Oh yeah, it, it, there was this, I, I, there was a study out recently about uh, fourteen-year-old girls in on uh, Instagram and how they just felt like they were bullied all the time. You know, used to yeah, you'd be bullied at school, but then you'd be able to come home and get a reprieve and have time to get away from that but now it's 24 7 it's at school and it's now on instagram or facebook or other social medias where they're always been being bombarded by by bullies out there and yeah. i think as a like i said please parents do not give your kids iphones or phones of anything until they're old enough to understand what what how to use it and why to use it well you know i, I bet there's a lot of people listening now they're wondering where they're going to take their kids and this is not a commercial <laughs> but somebody like you or uh know the people that are uh, uh that have child care know them know the way that they're educating the people their young kids and, and uh um, that's a big step because oh, i think yeah. most parents want to do the right thing but it's getting harder and harder to adjust to today's world Oh, I agree. It, and you, you got to find somebody that's in you know that's that you trust yeah. and uh, that, um, and I w I will say this as well. It need to be licensed. Uh, the state of Tennessee is so strict and stringent on on uh, child care facilities. Yeah. And if you find a, a person who's just watching children, I'm not saying people are bad in general, but 
if at least if they are certified through the state uh, and they got and they've got certificates through the state you know that somebody is watching them and yeah. so i'm all about transparency i'm you know i'm about and i like that uh, dhs and dcs has the authority to to come in and look and check and see that you're doing everything right and yeah. I, and i would strongly recommend anybody out there who uh, is looking for child care is go to a facility that ha that is licensed by the state yeah thanks for being on today Bill. oh i had so much fun it's, always, it's always a great <laughs> show when you're on we uh, we do have fun don't we oh we do yeah yeah but we come from the old world <laughs> <laughs> you're right and that's why that's why i think we're pretty well adjusted to to everything except for today's world where in the world where can you escape to uh, uh, in this world that we've got you can't escape can you well, you're, you're watched monitored 24 hours a day yeah well we try to we try to escape a little bit moved out to christianas get to get a little away from the that is an escape yeah that is an bless escape. your heart yeah. i think we're eating at miller's today aren't we yeah we are that's all right. right that's gonna be a great afternoon all right guys we'll see you in the morning at nine from nhc's adams place home of premier senior living on memorial boulevard it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.